listening to the Arkansas AgCast, where we discuss the latest news, trends, and issues impacting Arkansas farmers and ranchers. Our show is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation and hosted by Rob Anderson and Jason Brown. All right. Good Thursday afternoon, Rob. Brian, how are you guys? Greetings. Good to be here. Yeah. Uh, It's... Smells a little weird in here. I was uh, at a soybean field me. all morning, so <laughs> all right. I'm scared too. I, uh, yeah, you know, have, have been outside. How was it out got there? A good, hot and got dry. Got a good sweat in. Yeah, yeah, hot and dry. You know, same story for like a month and a half now. That's right. It's been a story all over the place. In fact, we've seen a lot of our farmers making appearances in the news uh, and stories yeah. on TV talking about it because it's a real issue. Yeah, sure enough. Um, yeah, so no real relief in the extended forecast is. As I'm being told, so uh, yeah, no, no good news there. We're but, starting um, with our weekly bummer. That's great. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, how about we go on a high note? So, okay. Yes. Uh, something I know absolutely nothing about because I'm, uh, I don't know. I guess I've I've reached the old crotchety stage, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. where I refuse to add any new uh, social, social media channels to my life, yeah. but. As I've heard the young kids say in the hallway, yeah. uh, our TikTok is like TikTok's blowing, blowing up. up. Yeah. I had yeah. a feeling you were going with blowing up. I don't know if I can yeah. even say that, but <laughs> well, I'll try it. <laughs> yeah. we. Uh, in case you're unaware, there's now an Arkansas Farm Bureau TikTok, and yeah. we've been posting some uh, some of our great videos, clips, uh, and, and segments from that, and mm-hmm. we had one. Just what was it yesterday? What's when was National it that was Cow Day? It was cow. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Cow Appreciation Day. Oh, okay. Which was well, earlier I appreciate this week. all the cows. So we encourage you to check that out. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's good news. Join the party um, over there on yeah. TikTok if that's your thing. Yeah. Uh, anything else? We were also on the Vine again this week. KTHV. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah, and and because it was Cow Appreciation Day, we were talking dairy. Yeah. Uh, I think we rolled in. Perhaps the largest cow that has been in the studio, in the studio. down yeah. there at THV. Uh, we, yeah, this is one of our uh, educational cows, not the real cow, not a real cow. <laughs> That's but, true. Uh, they had some fun with that, and they tried some dairy foods, tried to guess whether it was a cow or goat. Yeah. And it was a fun little segment. You yeah. Can, you can find that on our Facebook page if you want to see uh, the link to that and check that out. I think we're having a lot of fun on the vine with those with those oh, yeah. folks and teaching them quite a bit about about agriculture that's at nine o'clock i think that it's show usually, comes on at 9 a.m yeah. in the morning and we're usually shortly after uh, the nine o'clock hour we're on there on tuesdays yeah typically uh, tuesdays we i think the next one is a thursday yeah, the 28th so. of this month but yeah um so catch us on the vine uh, or go go to our Facebook page to see our our appearance from last week. That's right. Or this week. and you may actually see live cattle at some point on the vine. They, just, I heard they made us promise. Yeah, that's right. To bring if we were going to bring a fake cow this time, we need we to, have bring to bring them something a, real. a real cow. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, yeah, there's something coming up. Arkansas Rice Field Day. I think we yeah want to make uh, sure we mention that it hasn't been in person in a while. That's right. And I just saw. Uh, an update on that before we came down. So I knew that um, Discovery Farms was kind of put, putting this on or, or has a major major role in it. I just saw that they're doing that now in partnership. I say it now. It was new to me. In partnership with Anheuser-Busch. But either way, okay. August 5th in Stuttgart. Right. Um, it will be the Arkansas Rice Field Day. Like you said, first time back in a while. Usually yep. that's based there. 
at mm-hmm. that university building and then the field tours leave uh from there so please please make plans to attend that if you're a rice farmer i think they have a rice yeah, recipe I'm, contest down there i think and, you can follow us on social media we'll probably provide an update on that or a promotion of it and uh, yeah yeah it's a big event it's good to have it back yeah, and then I had one more. Yeah. So because last week we talked about the fact that O and L is coming up next right. week. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you're if you're not familiar with the Farm Bureau vernacular, oh uh, yeah, Arkansas Farm Bureau lingo. Yeah, it's uh, our annual officers and leaders event, and, and our uh, young farmers and ranchers mm-hmm. will follow that. But we will be in Rogers for that event. That's right. Next Thursday. So. Uh, a little bit of good news, a little bit of not so great news, I guess. The good, the really good news is we're going to do a live podcast from the event. That's right. Live. Uh, May have some exciting guests. Who knows what's going to happen? We just yeah. don't know what time yet. Yeah, that's the that's the bad news yeah. is that we've got to work through the schedules and our producer uh, has, as we talk about yeah. almost every episode, he has many hats to wear at that event. You have nothing else going on up there, right? Nah. Yeah. Yeah, Brian is pretty you know producing uh, not just a podcast but a show at so, event. Yeah. yeah, so uh, so we'll let you know. Stay tuned. Certainly, if you're at the event, we'll let you know. Uh, but if you follow us on Facebook or or, or YouTube, we'll yeah. let you know there what time to catch us. And then, as always, yeah. you can catch us up on the on the playback, yeah, uh, which is Fridays. anywhere you want. Well, where do you like to listen yep. or you can just rewatch it on YouTube yep. or Facebook. So. Uh, who, who knows? Next week we'll have a musical. I mean, yeah. we might yeah. just trivia first musical episode. No just one trivia. wants name that. that tune. No one wants that. Well, I know what I don't want <laughs> tennis trivia against you. <laughs> That's right. I forgot, I, I forgot about that. My shining moment last week. Yeah. Well, we better get into the news. Yeah. Well, first up, uh, I have some upcoming events and deadlines to make note of. So, uh, appropriate. We've talked about a couple of events. The application deadline is approaching for the Rice Leadership mm-hmm. Development Program. Uh, it's a program designed to give future leaders a comprehensive understanding of the rice industry. It's an emphasis on personal development and communication skills. The program has been around for more than 30 years, and a lot of U.S. rice industry leaders are alumni of this. Uh, the deadline for application. For the 2023-25 class is September 9th. Class members attend four one-week sessions over a two-year period. They study all aspects of the industry. Uh, it's first-hand observation, and they attend seminars and workshops to uh, strengthen their leadership skills. USA Rice develops and manages uh, the Rice Leadership Development Program on behalf of the Rice Foundation. Uh, applicants must be between 25 and 45 and derive their primary livelihood as rice producers or from a rice industry-related profession or firm, including rice mills, rice product marketers, sales officials, suppliers, dryers, extension services, or research facilities. Participants from the industry-related category must serve the rice industry in their primary job responsibility. I thought since there were a lot of qualifications there, we needed to mention all those. You, You can apply through the USA Rice website, usarice.com uh, just find the link at the top of the page to the rice foundation uh, and they'll have information there on the leadership program okay all applicants receive notification on whether they have been selected as a finalist and the finalists must be available and this is uh, this is how you know this is Stringent. a serious deal yeah, yeah. Uh, personal interviews you have to be available for personal interviews conducted by the rice leadership selection committee uh, in austin texas in december 2022 okay so, you got to be wow. ready for that. Um, a special committee of rice industry and agribusiness leaders evaluate the finalists to determine 
who will make up the class. Uh, the 2023-25 Rice Leadership Class will be announced at the annual awards luncheon at the USA Rice Outlook Conference. Okay. Okay, meanwhile, it's also time to apply for the Center for Arkansas Farms and Food, or CAF, as they call it for short, Farm mm-hmm. School for 2023. CAF will host a virtual information session about the program via Zoom on July 22nd. Uh, CAF is a program of the Arkansas Agricultural Experiment Station through the University of Arkansas System <coughs> Division of Agriculture. Uh, programs, uh, their programs train farmers and food entrepreneurs with production and business skills and resources necessary to develop uh, resilient businesses. Both farm and food entrepreneur programs are based at the Arkansas Agricultural Experiment Station's Milo J. Schultz Agricultural Research and Extension Center, which is in Fayetteville. You can sign up for the information session if you're intrigued by this, at farm and foods system, farm and food system backslash farm dash school. So that's the farm and food system is the uh, the website where you'll find all the calf info, and then you can find info on the farm school and how to apply. Yeah, I think folks come in from all over the country mm-hmm. for this. Like, you don't have to be an Arkansas resident. Um, right. There was a feature. I read a feature of one of their students last year, mm-hmm. and. Uh, He's from the Northeast, but um, anyway, that's a really, really cool program. Yep. Go to school and learn to be a farmer. I mean, Very interesting, and I'm sure it's it's valuable stuff. I mean, this is a tricky economic environment out there, so all the business learning you can do is yeah. probably helpful if you're getting into agriculture. Yeah. Well, uh, staying on that theme of agric- agriculture, uh, Arkansas poultry farmers are beginning to breathe a bit of relief as we inch further from the threat of the highly pathogenic avian influenza or avian flu, uh, which is caused by an influenza type A virus, which can infect poultry and wild birds. I'm knocking on wood here. Uh, there are no treatments or vaccines available to control the disease. So Arkansas poultry farmers and owners of backyard flocks have been on high alert really since the first quarter of, of the, of this year when we start to see these outbreaks. Uh, the Arkansas Ag Department issued an emergency rule on March 23rd that provided strict guidelines for anyone owning or exhibiting poultry in the state. As of today, the state has managed to avoid having any cases of the disease in any flock, uh, commercial or backyard, and the emergency rule goes away next weekend on July the 23rd. Good news. And that's why we wanted to bring that up today. Yeah. Uh, Jada Thompson, assistant professor of the agribusiness, uh, of agribusiness in the Department of uh, Ag Economics and Agribusiness, recently said uh, that she believes Arkansas farmers have kept flocks safe based on lessons learned in biosecurity uh, when we had the 2015 avian flu outbreak. Uh, that outbreak... Uh, generally speaking for the country, uh, was the largest poultry disaster in U.S. history, according to uh, the USDA. So thankfully we have, uh, we've managed to, I know many of us have gotten notifications every time a a new case had been announced in the country and we were a nervous wreck. So we'll continue to watch this over the next week, but it does seem that it was nice to see that kind of trickle and disappear from the new, you know, we we were getting pretty consistent updates and that has not happened. Yeah. And so the warmer weather has helped. Yeah. I know that was sort of that's that that was one of the points of the July twenty third deadline is is that heat, mm-hmm. much like other illnesses um, that we have seen in you know in society, sort of helps squash that down. So anyway, good well, news. 
That is good news. Unfortunately, I'm going to talk about inflation now, so I'm changing the mood a little bit. Yeah. Now I just I just realized I've got a jacket on today. I've got I look a little night. You, you know, look like you should nice. be talking about inflation. Well, that's what I'm saying. I couldn't. You know, we're going to talk econ now. We're we're going to give some economics. So I had to look appropriate. You know what you need this. though? Uh, Elbow yeah. patches. You're right. If you're going to have you're the right. professor feel, you got to have should have worn corduroy and yeah. yeah, exactly. All right. Well, the consumer price index hit this week. It's a monthly report showing how the economy is doing as it relates to inflation and purchasing power for consumers. It was projected to be about 1.1% higher, but it was actually about 1.3% higher this month. Um, this was the largest move up since 2005, and it means we have a 9.1 CPI, Consumer Price Index. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen that since 1981. So that was kind of striking for a lot of people. Sure. Um, uh, what does this mean for the economy is what that, you know, what you may be asking. Well, Arkansas Farm Bureau economist Mark Lambert gave me uh, a few answers on this. That's what I wanted to share with you guys today. Yeah. First, it means, you know, the Federal Reserve, which has been signaling rate increases, help bring inflation under control, might take stronger action. You know, there's, uh, if you listen to business radio, which I did to prepare for just this segment today, <laughs> they, they talk a lot of bit, uh, about what the Federal Reserve is going to do and that they, they're expecting some bigger move now. Mm-hmm. It means they could announce a three-quarter uh, three percent rate increase, potentially a full percentage point, and that makes it more difficult to borrow and it's going to raise debt across all sectors. Yeah. Um, so fuel and food are the largest movers in the CPI number, and that impacts both farmers and the public mm-hmm. uh, and consumers because it means less disposable income after you make those necessary purchases of food or fuel for transportation and things you're mm-hmm. doing on the farm. Taking, uh, if you take out food and energy prices, uh, it gives you a core CPI value, and those are the most volatile. This indicator rose uh, 0.7% to 5.9%. So essentially food and energy prices, um, are, are the real key here. And, and that's, that's what's exploding. Yeah. Um, that brings me to what Mark says about, uh, what could be critical for those in agriculture to watch, uh, in the coming months, how, how U S exports are shaping up against the rest of the world, uh, as we move into harvest, uh, with the dollar trading much higher, and and I think I saw the other day that the the dollar and the euro were even for and yeah this bit, week I think I, I guess I should have thought about going to Europe yeah um, for sure but anyway uh, with the dollar trading much higher, importing American commodities becomes much less favorable because they're more expensive than other options, and uh, in other words, it becomes difficult to purchase quality over price, uh, and that has an impact on U.S. imports and U.S. Agricultural exports, I mean, excuse me, uh-huh. those exports. Uh, to provide an example, Mark pointed out the USDA released its WASDI report this week as well. It showed mm-hmm. marginally higher ending stocks in soybeans. It's, you know, how many how much many mm-hmm. soybeans are out there and stocks. And um, while world production was essentially unchanged, trade data suggests less movement of old crop soybeans because exports from the U.S. are unfavorable due to that higher dollar. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is also a concern for soybean meal exports, uh, as it was lower due to worldwide ongoing lockdowns and the uh, ongoing Russia-Ukraine conflict. Mm-hmm. Uh, meal is a primary source for animal feed, so there's there's a lot happening here, and, and mm-hmm. none of it good, but there's some things to watch on that uh, exporting front and how the dollar rising is going to impact that. So that's why I had the jacket on today. We got into some economics, no, uh, but it's important stuff that could have an impact on agriculture. Yeah, WASD, uh, you know, part of that, um, I guess it was last week's report, not the WASD report, but anyway, it n- knocked down uh, stock 
projections for for the state mm-hmm. quite a bit. I think we were down fifty thousand acres on soybeans uh, less than what we had actually thought in planning yeah. projections. So, um, and I know there's been a lot of movement in the UN this week to try and talk about some of the wheat uh, export yeah. um, there in Russia and Ukraine. So, a uh, lot of lot of work going on out within right. inflation and you know some of these adjacent things and and if you you hear out there a lot of talk about even you know uh, crazy and economic storms out there and what they're mm-hmm. saying is even if things get more under control in the US there's so much going on in the world uh whether it's conflicts or some of these issues with some I'll talk about in a minute some of the actual transporting of goods it's it's going to be it's going to be crazy for a little while it's t- i mean we export so much of the of right. the crops that we that we raise here mm-hmm. that those you know really world events you know global yep. events can really impact grain markets and farmers here big time but i don't want to step on the toes of your uh your stories moving forward and yeah look yeah. at you uh well it's we're going to become a regular thing. I'm, I'm auditioning for see it. Bloomberg can, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I can see it right now. Yeah, what is that guy on uh, that does the stocks with the? He's kind of bald and he's got yeah. the goatee. Uh, yeah. Kramer, Jim <laughs> yes, Kramer. Jim yeah, Kramer. that's his, well. I'm gonna have to get really excited. I'm gonna have to up the energy level. I'm gonna go yeah. that route. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, speaking of crops, progress, condition, all that good stuff. It's time to give an update on that, as we've done in the past several weeks. Um, according to USDA's weekly report, uh, which was released on Monday, uh, we're seeing dry soil across a vast majority of the state. I know that's probably not a surprise to anybody, but I really want to try and quantify that um, for you guys. So topsoil moisture supplies. This is important because a lot of times it's the topsoil that is our first sort of indicator of that, that, that plants can need water. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does that tie into inflation? diesel fuel costs five dollar diesel market i talked to mark earlier this yeah. week he he uh, had done some loose calculations i think and was like at 180 80 uh, percent over uh diesel, diesel was up 80 wow. percent over last year so when you're having to when you have uh moisture issues in topsoil uh that can be an issue so right. topsoil moisture supplies let me get back on track here sure. topsoil moisture supplies is short to very short in 91 percent of the state um that is the just about as low as you can go with zero percent of the ground measuring moisture surplus Mm, so 91 percent is very short to very short uh topsoil moisture Mm -hmm. Uh, that said at least 60 percent in some cases much higher like 80 percent but at least 60 percent across the board with corn, cotton, peanuts, rice, and soybean acres in the state is rated as good to excellent right now. Uh, matter of fact, I mentioned being out in the field. Mm-hmm. We were with Jeremy Ross in a soybean field here in Lone Oak um, talking about just this topic. So uh, I'll pause to give a plug for our, our usual crop updates. Right. Um, uh, and our soybean crop update is coming tomorrow. But anyway, so... Uh, again, back on track. Soybeans, uh, yeah, corn, cotton, peanuts, rice, and soybean acres in the state are rated good to excellent right now. Uh, the hay crop is not doing as well. Uh, and as we've reported in several episodes of this show, the hay crop has performed poorly really all year. Uh, only 8% of the alfalfa crop is good. 
uh, right now. No acres are rated as excellent. All other hay crop comes in at 32% good and 1% excellent. This is all according to the USDA. It's unlikely that you'll get another cut of hay this year. Mm -hmm. I think we're complete with the first cut about halfway through with the second cut. Um, So just, you know, makes me think of – the podcast's biggest fan, Dan Wright. Uh, (laughs) And uh, I know he's, you know, probably certainly dealt with some of this stuff. But anyway, just again, a quick reminder, don't forget about our mid-year crop updates and the uh, Farm Bureau, Arkansas Farm Bureau social channels if you'd like to hear from the university crop specialists and we'll continue reporting on crop health here each week. Yep. Um, You can find them on Facebook all over the place. Yeah. Uh, We'll have... uh, it's coming tomorrow, you said. Yeah, I think it'll be up tomorrow. Jeremy Ross. So. All right. Anyway, how about we take a break from the news and uh, learn how you can be a champion for your community. Your Arkansas Farm Bureau membership supports our work on behalf of Arkansas farmers, ranchers, and rural communities around the state. From youth leadership programs and academic scholarships to hunger relief and disaster support and much more. You can make a difference and be a champion for your community. Join today at ARFB.com. Did you know that a $40 annual ARFB membership contributes uh, to the work being done in your local community and also the agriculture advocacy work we do in the state and at the national level? Your membership truly matters for farmers and communities across the state. Um, we always like to mention that because it is, it really, it supports a lot of great work, um, across the board at the local level. So, uh, now let's get back to some news, shall yeah, we? we'll see. Uh, just a quick note or two about some interesting reports, uh, that came out this week from the American Farm Bureau via their market intel updates. First, they released a report about how ongoing transportation and shipping disruptions at each step of the supply chain are causing frustration for producers and customers alike. And this is what I hinted at earlier, these Mm -hmm. issues that are impacting some of the trade. Uh, Both railways and ocean ports play an essential role in moving agricultural goods to their destinations. And service disruptions, delays, heightened costs for shippers persisted well into the second quarter of this Mm -hmm. year uh, across ports and railways all, all over the country. They go into some detail about rail delays and, and snafus that have uh, led to unfulfilled grain orders and lack of containers and equipment that are causing problems at your major porch ports. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, must be thinking about front porch. Yeah. Magazine that comes out soon. Oh, that was clever. Boom. Clever. I got to give it to you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Anyway, problems at major ports. Legislation such as the Ocean Shipping Reform Act should assist in the movement of U.S. agricultural goods. And there have been some other efforts, but this is a big and complex issue that uh, is going to take a while. Another report this week detailed how strong dairy prices are not really helping dairy farmers around the country. Mm. Uh, again, this we've seen this in other areas of farming, mm-hmm. but thanks to huge increases in operating expenses, it's just yeah. not it's not helping. While prices, demand, and exports at dairy uh, of dairy have remained strong, feed costs remain well above average, and uncertainty is all over the all over the place. Inflation, in fact, could play a role in this Mm -hmm. as it could impact the demand for dairy products and uh, margins are already getting pretty thin. So that it's, it's only looking more problematic. Yeah. 
These are interesting reports uh, about some unfortunately negative trends, and you can find them at fb.org backslash market dash intel fb.org backslash market dash intel you know one of the things that we talked about on thv this week um when we were talking about the dairy industry is the fact that we you know in in the early mid 80s i mean we had hundreds of dairies here and now i think we have fewer than than 30 yeah a dairies in the state of, of arkansas so uh and and much of that is you talk to our team is is due to the the, mm-hmm. the cost of, of maintaining a dairy. So many, so many issues for dairy. And that's the thing. I think people, they, they, we had a great appearance there and people oh, were yeah, enjoying for the, sure. We had some local products, locally produced dairy products, and people are all very sportive and of, yeah. of dairy and, and, and love the idea of Arkansas dairies, but there just aren't as many anymore. And that's because of some of these challenges. Yeah. One of the things that we talked about is, well, a great thing about dairy is you can walk into your grocery store, you can buy those products at the farmer's market. In some cases in Arkansas, you can go to a dairy farm and yeah. and buy those products, you know. So uh, really, really unique um, unique industry there with its right. own, own set of challenges, as you mentioned. Well, I think I've got the uh, last story of the day here. Mm-hmm. So just a... Uh, let me get back to it. This happened to me last week. Uh, as most of us around here uh, know... Uh, the number of uses for soybeans is almost countless, and this recent story is a great example of the many uses of soybeans. Uh, for the first time in its commercial truck tires, that's important, yeah. uh, Goodyear is replacing a portion of the petroleum-based materials used in the production of some of its most popular Metro Miler City Transit tires with a bio-based soybean oil compound. That's interesting. Yeah, the new formulation of tires uses a readily available surplus of soybean oil that's left over from food applications in the marketplace. <laughs> a good year discovered that soybean oil could improve tire flexibility at low temperatures, helping the rubber to re- remain pliable in cold weather and enhancing traction in rain and snow simultaneously. Additionally, Goodyear discovered that soybean oil mixes more easily with rubber compounds and reduces energy consumption which improves tire manufacturing efficiency the project is a part of goodyear tire and rubber company's cooperation with the united soybean board goodyear has used soybean oil in consumer tires for a few years now but this is the first time it's included soybeans in its commercial tire lines i gotta tell you that's that's an interesting story I like to hear those kind of stories. It's fun. Yeah. New uses for some of these uh, farm products and yeah, you know, it's, it's fascinating. So funny story, uh, 12, no, my goodness. Uh, maybe 13 years ago, mm-hmm. my very first work in agriculture as a professional was with soybeans. And my very first announcement was how soybeans were used in the foam of Ford truck seats. So, wow continue to see auto with the truck seats and the tires i'd just be really interested to know how much of a vehicle which is funny because you know henry ford is actually who pioneered new uses with soybeans i mean he was playing around with soybeans. he he made a suit 
wow. with soybeans. He he made it into a material. Now I'm stepping on Brian's toes of trivia, but wow. uh, but he made a suit with soybeans back in the day. So like it's really fun. I I would love to see. Maybe we could do that. Find out how much of a vehicle or what different components in a vehicle, yeah. from tires to seats to whatever, involve soybean. agricultural products, which would be soybeans mostly. Yeah. Probably. Well, I got to tell you, I, I may beat you in tennis trivia, but you got me in the soybean <laughs> trivia. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I, I just fun. love it that uh, so much is is there's such a concerted effort to not have any waste. Yeah, no waste. That's, it, that's what this is. This there's is so food much, waste. Yeah, you it's, know, it's like mm-hmm. we could use this for. It, yeah. it's it's just um, it's it, amazing. And it yeah. translates to the farmers. The reason new uses are so important is because that translates another market opportunity for the yeah. farmer, another competitor right. yeah. for those beans or that oil or whatever that yeah. may be. So it's just it's it's cool to see stuff. That's like great. That, so that's great. Well, do you have uh, any history or trivia or fun fact? I do I actually have a few good ones? Okay, all um, right. I'm looking forward to. We'll it. go. I'll, I'll take them in reverse order. We'll, all right. we'll just okay. keep going further into history. But uh, uh, are you? You're not cheating, are you? You can't see. No, this, no, no. I can't. I, no, no. Nope. All right. Do you want to try to guess the year? Yeah, let's do it. it. Let's do it. Uh, sure. All right. Hope this this is likely an e- a little bit easier one. Okay. <clears throat> okay. In this year, on this day, American baseball great Hank Aaron hit his 500th career home run. Oh gosh. Are you as good at baseball as you are at tennis? Seventy nine. Ooh. Oh, about a decade. So, too late. Yeah, I was gonna say sixty-five, but oh, yeah, close. See, I'm not a close, player. sir. It's, it was nineteen sixty-eight. Okay. 68. Okay. All right. Next one. All right. British ethologist Jane Goodall. Yes. On this day, first arrived in Tanzania, mm-hmm. where she began her uh, groundbreaking groundbreaking research with uh, chimpanzees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In 19. Oh, goodness. Oh, this has got to be like 68. Nope. Earlier. Really? Yep. This is, she's the one who worked with Coco, right? Yeah. Yeah. 1776. No, I... <laughs> it's 1960. 1960. Okay. My goodness. All right. All right. One more. All right. All right. One more. This is an old one. But, uh, American gunfighter Billy the Kid was shot and killed by Sheriff. Ooh. Pat Garrett on this day in Oh gosh. Uh don't even go nineteen hundreds. Yeah, no, I was gonna say eighteen forty six. People at home are probably like beating the steering wheel or eighteen ninety two. Yeah. Close. Eighteen eighty one. Okay. okay. So, right. I was playing prices right rules. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's fun. I think we should do that every yeah. week now. Well, you know, that's uh, that's all I got for you today. Okay. So yeah, we get to make fools of ourselves. And, yeah. it, it, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah it's super good, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that wraps up the news and the silliness for this week. Uh, thanks for following along with the Arkansas AdCast. We're grateful to you uh, for taking the time to watch and listen. And remember, you can catch the live stream every Thursday at 2 p.m. on Facebook and YouTube. Make sure you turn on your notifications to get those alerts. 
when we go live. Listen to the audio version later on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. And remember, next week we will be live at Officers and Leaders in Rogers, but we will have to tell you yeah, the time. Watch, watch for updates. Not now. The Arkansas Adcast is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau, hosted by me, Jason Brown. And me, Rob Anderson. And our show is produced by Brian Pistole and Matthew Magdafrau. We'll see you next week.